Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, the honorable mayor of Manchester, Ted Gatson. Toronto Arch Time is 24 minutes after the hour, and we're pleased to be in studio with Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. He joins us just about every Wednesday morning at about this time to talk about what's happening in the Queen City and beyond. He's brought to us by our good friends at Jacques Flower Shop here in scenic Penardville. That's right. You know, folks, I hate to say this because time, you know, the weather is actually starting to feel a lot like fall. And uh, there isn't a whole lot left. I think the mayor will attest to that. There's not a whole lot left in the garden center, but what's left is still good. They want to get rid of it, and you know what that means. And for those of you who maybe aren't quite the green thumbs you'd like to be, take it from a guy who actually will give himself credit for being one heck of a good green thumb. That's me. Now is the perfect time to plant those trees, shrubs, flowering plants, whatever it is, because when the spring comes, their roots will... They, they will they will take hold so fast, you won't believe how quickly the tree sets or the bush sets and does well. But Jock's Flowers here in scenic Penardville at 712 Mast Road, 625-5155 on the phone and online at jocksflowers.com. And remember, aside from the garden center, which, by the way, still has, I'm amazed at how good the mums still look. I mean, they do they look real nice out there. It's, it's like walking into, uh, you know non-moving fireworks <laughs> the way those things are set up but um uh yeah all of that side all, all of that stuff aside make any occasion special and any special occasion better with a gift from jocks good morning your honor good morning richard how are you i'm great good so your honor let's uh start at the uh at the beginning here as the as the saying was um i caught in uh, a story on uh wmur about Parker Varney School. And it was extraordinary for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is they actually spent more than three minutes on a story, which anybody who knows the news knows that that's about 50% longer than the average news story or the average long news story that they do. And it was featuring um, really sort of the big changes that are taking place in the school because of how they're teaching the kids and they're quantifying their methods with the results. I know you spoke about that a little bit last night at the school board meeting. What's happening at Parker Varney, and uh, uh, are there any plans that you're aware of uh, by the administration to have other schools in the district replicate what they're doing? Well, I can tell you, Richard, that uh, any parent uh, that goes to visit Parker Varney from another school district is going to implore the administration uh, to put the same things in at the schools that their children go to as they have at Parker Varney. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely amazed. I was in the classroom. I've been there multiple times. It's amazing. Well, being there and sitting in a classroom and watching it for a while uh, is pretty incredible. And I think that uh, when you're there and they tell you the stories of some of the children that are in those classes that uh, in kindergarten and first grade, the child couldn't pay attention, wasn't paying attention, was a a problem as far as uh, discipline goes. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden he's at the top of the class and – He's in the third grade but doing fourth grade work and uh, ready to move into the fourth grade. I can tell you that uh, you know we have people that complain about class sizes. Mm-hmm. 
There were 48 kids in the class that I was in with mm-hmm. two teachers up front. The students were sitting on the floor. The teacher was reading them a book. They were talking about the next uh, lesson plan and things that they wanted to see changed in this new educational plan. And one of the things that one of the kids talked about was, well, we're going to have to raise money so that we can – uh, take some of that wall down between the two classrooms. And I said, oh, my God, here we go, talking about taking walls down when we just replaced walls at Parker County <laughs> not that long ago. And the principal was standing there, and she was laughing, and, you know, we got a little chuckle out of it. But, boy, I'll tell you, the kids were engaged. Yeah. Um, they sat there. They listened for probably 10 or 15 minutes. And then they broke out into their groups, groups of threes, on the floor, around a desk, in the other room, and they were putting together a plan, answering questions of what they thought had to be done so that uh, this program could move forward. Right. I was amazed on how engaged they were with each other, mm-hmm. um, writing the plan, talking about the plan, uh, coming up with answers that made sense on a piece of paper. Not just one child, but everybody. And when I asked the question about how many how many kids are in the school, there are 468 children at Parker Varney. They have 11 classrooms. Now, when you say 11 classrooms, you mean uh, 11, two rooms that are being used as one separated by a door where the kids go back and forth. Correct. But, right. but engaged education as a group. First and second graders, kindergartner and first graders, second and third, well, let, fourth let, and fifth. Let's explain a little bit about the model here so people understand what's going on. And I want to touch on the discipline thing because there was a there was a time in my life where I was actually very seriously considering being a teacher, following in my dad's footsteps. And I won't get into the story about why I chose not to do that, but let's just say it didn't have anything to do with the kids. But one thing that I noticed when I was substitute teaching and one thing that I heard from a lot of teachers uh, that I have known my whole life is that you get discipline issues out of kids for one of two primary reasons. They're frustrated because they're not getting it and they can't keep up or they're bored out of their skulls. Correct. And that was one of my observations, frankly, even as a student. Um, the discipline problems are down in the school. Significantly. Significantly. And, and the retention from summer recess is not – what you would right. think it would be as usual with many classrooms. Right. The, so, the so-called summer learning loss. Correct. But what, what they're doing in the classrooms, this is not just, just saying, okay, first grade and second grade are going to be together, although that's sort of the, the broad outline. What they're saying is they are able to, on an ongoing basis, assess where a kid is and their ability to read or to do math or to, do, or to write or do any of the subjects. And what they do without the kids knowing, okay, is they put, they put a certain number of kids together who are at about the same place in their ability, whether it's struggling or soaring, and they either give them the support if they're struggling, or they give them more, you know, more rope, room to run if they're soaring. And what they're finding is, is that when they do that, that kids overall do better, and as a group, if you want to put it that way, move further faster. So you know what it is? It's like a, it's like a modern day version of leveling within a classroom. Jeez, that's a horrible word. I know, but it's a, it's a fact. It's a fact because you're taking kids that are that are in the same place and they either need extra help or they need extra room to run and you're giving it to them. 
You're not you're not having that standard model where the teacher stands in front of the classroom in front of those 24 kids and says, "Okay, here's today's lesson. And whether you can keep up or you can go a whole lot further, here's today's lesson. Well, I can only tell you that I was very impressed by what I saw. Um, It uh, you you know, when you talk about proficiencies, uh, they're at like 79 percent proficient. It's important to know where they started. They started at under 30. Correct. And, And so when you talk about. And for people who don't know what educational that means. Educational opportunities. Right. For people who don't know what that means, it means on a standardized assessment, they tested you and only, say, 30% of the kids were proficient or better, meaning they understood uh, the material. And by the end of the, their year here in this, in this setup, they went from having only fewer than a third of the kids be proficient in the subject matter to well over three quarters of the kids being proficient in the subject matter. And that is purely a function of how they've taught the kids. And you know what else is great about this, Your Honor? Um, the number of special ed referrals over the course of the year actually fell by a third. And they did something that special ed professionals tell me is unheard of. Uh, and that, that there were three kids who tested out of the need to continue to have special education services because of what they're doing in those classrooms. I can tell you it's remarkable, and you know people say to me, "Well, maybe that's maybe that's a school where it'll work." And I don't see the students in the city of Manchester being any different from one school to the next. I think if oh, yeah. we implement it across the school district, I think you will find that uh, we will have the same successes. Right, because demographically, it's a, it's a it's a it's a title. It's a poor school. There's no question, and I think that again. And whether it's a rich school or a poor school, I think students are students. And when you give them the opportunity mm-hmm. and the uh, the ability to learn at their own pace, right. they go for it. I, I will I will readily admit that when uh, Principal Amy Allen was coming before the Curriculum and Instruction Committee early on in this term and asking for the professional development dollars at, at, you know, to do the stuff that they were doing, I was I was a skeptic. And I will freely admit that. And I asked uh, some some questions and I my I said, I will I will, you know. I will vote in favor of it, not that that made a a difference, but I I voted in favor of it. Pending the the results that I would see in the test scores, and I want to qualify this because so often we hear like with some of the other initiatives, well, it's going to take three to five years before you see an improvement. It hasn't taken three to five years here. It's taken one, maybe two uh, and so now that the, the data is coming in on the tests that have showed that this this model of doing things has uh, had a profound, if not immediate, impact on how well kids are learning, uh, you know, it, it seems to me that we've hit a point where it's not time only to start are they doing learning, but the they're excited and they're retaining. Of course, they're I mean, listen, excited. If you get it. It's exciting. If you don't get it, it's horrible. If if you get it and you can move on and there's no leash on you that says you can't go any further, it's exciting because now all of a sudden you can do things that you couldn't do before. You get to places you could never get to before. Who isn't excited by that? And certainly not something we should ignore in the junior high schools. Well, and, you know, in a way they're forcing the issue because now they've got kids in the third and fourth grade that are actually doing sixth and seventh grade work and they've been working with parkside about how to handle that because they're not taking the kid out of the elementary school setting and putting them up into the middle school setting but they're finding a way of bringing the middle school lessons into the elementary school setting which is also remarkable that's going to start forcing changes in how we educate these kids at both the middle and the high school level and that really is only a year or two away 
Well, I can only tell you that uh, I was, you know, it takes a lot for me to get excited and impressed by things, and, and certainly the changes that we've seen at Parker Varney are, are exciting, and uh, they keep you moving along. But and not that other schools aren't doing exciting things, because there are. There's a lot of great things happening in an awful lot of other schools, but I'll tell you, this thing here has... Uh, nothing has had the, this kind of impact. N- nothing that I can see uh, or people have shown me, and I've been in schools an awful lot, mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, there's nothing for a principal to be bragging about a program that they have in place. And, Mayor, can you come down and see this? Because it's really working and we're doing a great job with it. Uh, I, I can tell you that the, when you see kids excited about learning and uh, not easy stuff, and when you can get kindergartners and first graders together and learning and being excited and not excited just because – they can talk, but because they're learning something, it, it, it's all a difference in the world. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll continue with Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. Man your phones if you'd like to make a phone call, 606-6762. As you know, the mayor is always happy to take your questions or comments. You are listening to the Dreadle Arch Radio Show. I'm Rich Gerard.